This is Terrence George, Vice President and Executive Director of the Harold K.L. Castle Foundation. Why should people listen to this show? They should listen to this show if they want ideas and inspiration from others, if they want to listen to the show to try to take back one idea that they can use in their life. That's probably a practical way to listen to each one of the Greater Good Radio shows. Because you've got so many interesting people coming on that if you have people who are trying to become students of leadership, students of business entrepreneurship, and students of community service, you're kind of like a master class, and it doesn't take very long to, to listen to. It can be downloaded and streamed into your computer. Uh, so it makes it very user-friendly, I think, to be able to get ideas. And ultimately, we don't learn ideas from books. We learn from people. And I think we have some of the most interesting people in the world right here in Hawaii who are thinking creatively. And if you want to be a part of the next wave of social and business creativity in Hawaii, this is a good show to listen to. Greater Good Radio. I use as a rule of thumb that I'm trying to get about five times my money in three years or ten times my money in five years. Hi, we can design your home in one minute or less. Inspire. If you are doing your passion on a daily basis, then you're never going to have to work a day in your life. Greater Good Radio, brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, fiercely loyal banking. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where we develop tomorrow's leaders by bringing you up close and personal with today's top business people. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to the promotion and implementation of social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Clint Arnoldes, President and CEO of Central Pacific Bank. Clint is a board member with Aloha United Way, Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii, and numerous other community organizations. Please welcome to our show, Clint Arnoldes. So, Clint, how did you get started in the banking industry? Well, that's kind of an interesting story. First of all, uh, thank you for having me on your program. I've, I've listened to it uh, many times and congratulate you on what you're doing to uh, do just what your name implies, Greater Good Radio, great, just great things for the community. Uh, my um, entry into banking was, like so many things in life, as kind of a circuitous route rather than a well-laid plan. Um, I graduated from uh, Brigham Young University in German literature, which isn't too relevant to banking, unless you live in Germany, of course. And um, I uh, decided at the time, actually, my wife is also a German literature major. I met her at BYU, and we were going to be teachers. And we thought with two incomes, even though teachers um, aren't appreciated for what they contribute and aren't paid what they should be paid, we could get by if both of us were doing it. And, uh, you know, as we really looked at the economics of having a big family, which we always wanted, we have six children. Uh, we just saw that wasn't going to work. So I, I switched tracks when it was too late to change majors and, and ended up uh, then going to business school. But um, I uh, graduated in 1972, a long time ago, out of business school, and then there was a terrible recession and um, didn't have the luxury of deciding which job I wanted. I just needed a job. We, we had our first child. Uh, we um, 
were both working um, and needed to uh, get established pretty quickly after I graduated. And so the job that uh, was available to me was actually in sales and marketing with a manufacturing company. And um, I uh, did fine with that company. Uh, and maybe if I can digress a, a teeny bit just to let you know how much the workplace has changed, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, with with this company, I was hired uh, to uh, basically uh, market heavy construction equipment and um, worked in the Europe, Middle East, and Africa headquarters in Amsterdam in the Netherlands and uh, did fine. And my uh, first annual performance came about. And during that time in the workforce, people uh, smoked like chimneys and drank like fish, as they say. The, the, that's where the three martini lunch expression started was in those days. And um, I've never been a smoker or a drinker. And so I stood out a bit at these lunches and other occasions we'd have uh, not smoking or drinking. So my performance appraisal, uh, they, I wish I would have kept this just for the amusement. Cause you'd, uh, and, of course, today you'd have a huge lawsuit if, if uh, in our litigious society. It wasn't as litigious then. Um, and so, uh, you know, they went through a normal performance uh, appraisal process. But at the end, uh, they said, well, Clint, we think you can have a very successful career with our company, but there, there's just – one thing you got to change. You got to start smoking and you got to start drinking. And uh, I, I mean, today I just find that unbelievable that that uh, discussion ever took place. And so that actually is how uh, I started my uh, my way toward banking because I said, well, what do you have in finance if you're saying I can't be uh, successful in sales and marketing unless I smoke and drink? And so I went into finance and started doing project financing for this equipment. And banks were calling on me, and uh, the other side of the desk looked pretty interesting, and I ended up uh, joining Bank of America uh, some 30 years ago, and that's how I started my career in, in banking. Did you start off at a lower-type position, or you started in middle management, executive? Well, because I had had previous experience, I, I came in at the assistant vice president level uh, in banking, and, and they immediately – actually, I was very disappointed because I was hired uh, by Bank of America for London – and so I was pretty excited. Uh, we wanted to be, uh, at that time in my career, we wanted an international life. And we were very, really enjoying living in Amsterdam. And uh, London sounded pretty attractive, too. And so I, I joined the bank with that understanding. And that was right at the time in uh, banking legislation that they were just starting to let banks open offices outside of the their home states, you know, believe it or not, uh, you two are too young to to remember these times, but there was a time when banks had to stay within the states where they were headquartered and they couldn't go outside of it. And in some, some cases, there are even states that had the unit banking laws where you couldn't go further than 1500 feet from your headquarters. It was amazing how restrictive it was, not at all like it's like it is today. But anyway, uh, that legislation started developing and, um, Bank of America opened an office in Chicago. Well, guess what? Chicago is the hub of the heavy equipment industry. And so they saw my background and said, hey, you know what? Let's just pull you over to Chicago. So, you know, I, I was uh, expecting London and ended up in Chicago, but loved Chicago. It was, it was very nice. But I was able to come in uh, at an officer level already. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guest is Clint Arnoldes, president and CEO of Central Pacific Bank. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. 
Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking. So how did you end up in Hawaii? Well, that was just uh, mostly good fortune. Uh, I, at the time, was living in Pasadena, California, and very happy running a, a very good community bank there that was privately owned. And out of the blue, I got a call from a headhunter, an executive recruiter, who uh, told me about this opportunity with Central Pacific Bank. And I hadn't previously uh, done any business in Hawaii, so I, I wasn't terribly familiar with the bank. Uh, but I certainly was familiar with Hawaii. We used to come here on vacation a lot. It was actually our favorite place to come. We'd, we'd come um, every year and spent several Christmases here with our children. And uh, it sounded kind of intriguing. We were thinking about retiring in Hawaii. Uh, but I wanted to make sure it was a good organization, a good opportunity. That's when Hawaii was still having its economic problems, too. So I just needed to uh, n- know more about the environment from a, a work perspective. And after doing due diligence uh, and seeing the opportunity here, uh, I, I jumped at it. And fortunately, I was uh, selected from a national search to, to be the CEO for Central Pacific Bank. Was this your first CEO position? No. Uh, I was uh, made a CEO 13 years ago. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of a interesting story too. Uh, how that happened? Uh, if you've got time for a semi-long story, yeah, okay. Um, at the for time, you, we have time. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> at the time, uh, when I, I I lived in Las Vegas at one point in my career, and I was initially sent there uh, to. Uh, run the wholesale part of First Interstate Bank of Nevada. And the, by the wholesale part, I mean the commercial banking, uh, the commercial real estate area, um, cash management, those type of functions, something that the typical consumer wouldn't be touching. And um, the bank had just been put under uh, something called an MOU by the regulators, which meant you know they, they were in some trouble and uh, needed to have a, a, a workout performed in, in the wholesale part of the bank that I was responsible for. So anyway, I worked through that, got him out of the MOU within a year, and um, just kind of kept my head down and worked hard. I was an executive vice president. Uh, First Interstate was a fairly retail-oriented bank, so traditionally the CEO wa- came out of the retail side. And there were two presidents in the retail side. One ran northern Nevada, one ran southern Nevada. And it was just kind of given they were going to get the CEO job. So, uh, frankly, it never entered my mind that at that particular institution, uh, I would become the, the CEO of First Interstate Bank in Nevada. And then uh, one day, you know, you always have to expect the unexpected in your career. And you have to capitalize on it when it happens. You know, change, change, uh, I believe, always comes bearing gifts. And here's a great example. Um, so the CEO is scheduled to speak at an annual event that they have in Las Vegas where the leading um, business leaders from the community talk to a group in one of those huge convention rooms that they have. So 4,000 people typically attended this thing. And the CEO of, of First Interstate Bank in Nevada, which was the biggest bank in Nevada, uh, was scheduled to represent the financial side. And uh, so the morning came. This thing started at 10 o'clock. The morning came. And he calls in sick. I mean, he can't even get out of bed. And here he is, um, you know, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. By the time he calls in, this thing starts at 10. So these two presidents had uh, to pick up the slack. And guess what? They were scared stiff uh, to do it. And they actually 
didn't want to do it. They came to me and asked me if I'd do it, which uh, I still am in disbelief they would make that kind of a move uh, because that was clearly an opportunity, you know, an opportunity to shine. And they and they ran from it instead of ran toward it. And you got to run toward these opportunities when they come in your life. So by then it was nine o'clock. And so uh, I agreed I would do it. I'd give this speech. It was a half hour speech. And um, I looked at the presentation that the CEO had prepared and it just didn't flow for me. It just wasn't me. So I scrapped it. So, you know, by, by this time, I've got about 20 minutes to uh, get something pulled together that I can give to these 4,000 people. And so I, I just got really focused and did it. And it was one of those days uh, when everything just clicked. And uh, the, the presentation was received very well. Um, and, and I took a little different spin on things, tried to put a little humor in it, and, and everything really worked. And it just so happened every one of our uh, member of our board of directors was in the audience. And um, so that, the speech was very successful. And about 60 days later, the CEO unexpectedly resigned. And um, I was absolutely stunned when the board called me in and asked me to be the CEO uh, because I wasn't—I just wasn't looking for it. I knew I'd done a good job, um, and I knew I had an opportunity to shine in a, a somewhat intimidating situation uh, in front of the board of directors. So uh, you know, really, it—it—it it, uh, wasn't a, again. It wasn't a carefully laid plan I had. I just um, stuck to the fundamentals and worked hard, kept my head down. Um, stayed out of office politics and gossip and just did what I, I thought was right, and it ended up uh, getting me a big reward. I'm very grateful. Thank you, Clint. Stay tuned for more on Sports Radio 1420. How do you sell this company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. Is managing your business finances taking up too much of your time? Welcome to the Money Minute from Central Pacific Bank. Today, we're talking with Gail E. Gay Young, Vice President of Cash Management. For many business owners, streamlining operational processes and managing cash flow are two concerns that I often hear. The good news is cash management tools can simplify or even automate many of these processes for you. With online tools via the Internet, it's easy to take care of funds transfers, ACH, and wire transfer needs. Today, even payroll processing and tax payments can be handled online. By using these and other cash management tools, you can actually have more control over your finances with less effort. The time you save can allow you to refocus your energy on other important areas, such as new business development or sales growth. Today's Money Minute is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where you'll always find bankers that are fiercely loyal to you. Central Pacific Bank, member FDIC. This is Gail Jennings from HawaiiDiner.com and EverybodyEats.org. I read selectively all of the papers, but I tend to read more of the columns at Star Bulletin. A lot of it is I like Erica Engel. I like her column, The Buzz. I get good information from that. I like their coverage of the different issues. I like the Star Bulletin. Would you recommend other people to read Star Bulletin? Absolutely. I think we need to be as informed as possible. Star Bulletin.
This is Jim Tollefson, President and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii. I definitely would recommend the Chamber of Commerce to others. The benefits are that you get to meet other businesses, get to work together with other businesses, and help you improve your business to make more money to be successful. If you're not a member already, you can give me a call, 545-4300, extension 388. I invite you to join us in creating a better Hawaii, a Hawaii that's better for us, for our children, and for the future. We're back with Clint Arnoldes, President and CEO of Central Pacific Bank. So Clint, before break, you were telling us about how you got the CEO position. So do you think that you were lucky to get this position? Because, you know, most people can't, like you said, as president, you're moving up to CEO, right? So do you think it was luck? Attributed to this? Well, I think there there are two stages in a career that are really hard to break through. Uh, one is getting your first significant managerial job, and then the other is to break into a CEO position. And um, you know, it's it's uh, like the old saying. You know, it's it's amazing how uh, how frequently uh, luck pep crosses the path of hardworking people. Um, you know, you, uh, there was some luck, absolutely. Um, but there was also, uh, you know, a lot of hard work and a lot of results that uh, were produced along the way. Um, given the, the politics of that situation, that's where it was lucky. I mean, I was lucky that break came along uh, where I could give that speech. And there's no question, uh, had that not happened, I don't think I would have got the job because tradition always gave it to the retail side of the bank. But because I was able to make uh, the impression on those board members. And, of course, they'd seen me in board meetings anyway, giving presentations uh, about the wholesale part of the bank. But, um, you know, I, I think anybody that uh, is is successful and accomplishes uh, things in their life uh, has to admit there's always a certain degree of luck. But you've got – but everybody has, has luck cross their path. It's how you capitalize on it when it does that makes the difference. But you know, in a large organization, there's always employees that do work hard – and they do aspire to be the CEO or president or even yeah. vice president. Yeah. But, you know, it's you're, it's a numbers game. Yeah. So it seems that you were, like you said, you were at the right place at the right time and attributed yeah. to luck. Um, you know, with your company, what's the percentage or chances do you think that somebody will move up to management from starting even as a teller if they work hard, keep their head down, contribute to building the team? Well, I, I, obviously, uh, you know, the workforce is like a big pyramid, and at the base of the pyramid is where everybody starts, and ultimately when you get to the tip, there's only one position. And so, you know, the the odds are pretty obvious uh, just looking at, at that uh, kind of analogy. But um, I, I think uh, for a person that will, in their career, uh, really – Stick to the fundamentals, and the fundamentals are so simple. Uh, learn the company's business and know it very well. Uh, learn your customer's business and know it very well. And become a person who is seen as adding value to your own company and to your customers. 
and um, and stay out of stupid uh, office politics and and uh, gossip. I'm, I'm I'm amazed how many people have ruined careers not able to control what they say and or, or making just uh, really um, silly decisions that really damage them that that put their their judgment in question um, or that get them fired. I, I remember a person. Uh, I won't mention the organization. Um, by name, but there was a person who was the heir apparent to become the CEO of a very significant bank, and um, he ended up cheating on an expense report. I mean, the, the guy, and it was it was it wasn't for an insignificant amount; it was for twenty five thousand dollars. But this guy was was making over a million dollars. So uh, you know, I, I mean, it showed he had no ethics. It showed he had no judgment. It, it showed uh, all kinds of things, and he ended up uh, getting fired. Um, and that's what I'm talking about, you know, just some of the dumb things people can do. But um, if you'll if you'll just uh, have the integrity that that um, everyone should have in the workplace, and and uh, integrity today uh, means more than it ever did in light of some of the scandals that have occurred, and uh, stick to those fundamentals, and they'll get their shot. I mean, I'm not saying they'll become a CEO. Um, you know, the, the day of someone starting the the uh, Starting in a company at the the lowest possible um, level and rising to the top without changing jobs is getting very unusual. I mean, frequently today, uh, people have to move around a little bit if they really aspire to that CEO job. Um, and and so everyone just has to assess their own environment and how it looks, and and then. Um, make uh, whatever adjustments they need to. But you certainly aren't going to get there if you're not a hardworking, dedicated person. But it's not a guarantee you will get there either. You need a lot of things that have to uh, assist you along the way, having having the right kind of mentor, having the right kind of, of opportunity cross your path, and, and the openings open up for you too. You know, we were talking about companies building and also contributing to the community. Mm-hmm. Are you able to share with us how Central Pacific Bank gets involved with the community and some of the things that you folks are involved in? Sure. We really believe in serving the community. The community has been very good to us since 1954 when the bank was founded. There obviously would be no bank without a great community here. And uh, there are a number of things that we do. We really encourage our employees to give generously of their time and their uh, money uh, where they can in um, a number of things that we've been involved in. We've been uh, involved in a program uh, recently this year that focused on the seniors. It was called um, Come Play Bingo. And it was, it was, so it was focused around bingo games, but we used the opportunity to, uh, to uh, educate our seniors. We went to senior centers and um, educate them about fraud and um, scams so that no one could take advantage of one of the most precious resources in our community, our elderly. And it's amazing how many uh, people there are out there that that are dishonest and and, uh, will go after uh, that segment of our society. So uh, we had a lot of fun with that. We think we did some good. Um, We had Frank DeLima act as the MC for us in the bingo game. So we, you know, we had, we, we had uh, a good time doing this. Uh, We've also, um, worked with the March of Dimes. Uh, last year, they have their uh, Walk America um, fundraiser. And in fact, that's the first, uh, they're the first organization that ever started these these walks, these charity walks. And uh, we raised, uh, our corporate team raised uh, over $107,000. We were the leading corporate fundraiser in Hawaii. 
and um, we had a great time doing that too. We we know how to work hard and how to play hard. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Today's guest is Clint Arnoldes, President and CEO of Central Pacific Bank. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Our show is brought to you by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely low banking. So could you continue telling us about the March of Dimes activity that you folks were involved in, the walk? Yeah, uh, this is a walk that takes place every April. And um, it's the March of Dimes has an excellent staff that works with us. I have the opportunity to be the chapter of the March of Dimes, or the chairman of the chapter of the March of Dimes uh, here in Hawaii. And so I know that staff very well. And um, they have this down to a science. So uh, we really focused on raising money, on getting a lot of teams organized within our bank, uh, headed by captains, and they used their network back through their families and their friends and got sponsors on this walk. Uh, we went out and found uh, sponsors, corporate sponsors, that came in very generously and supported the walk. And uh, we're looking to make this a uh, bigger and better walk every year because it's for such a great cause. Uh, we really try to focus in our community giving to give special heed to mothers that have come on in, into tough circumstances for whatever reason uh, and children who are needy for whatever reason. And, and that really tugs at our heartstrings. So anything that is helping women and children, we, we really are partial to. And certainly the March of Dimes is strongly uh, targeted in that direction, you know, really helping newborns. How much can a heart walk raise? You know, it's interesting. It's gone up and up and up every year, and we raised over $450,000 this last year. It's significant, and uh, we've got a target of over half a million dollars this year, and we're confident we can hit that. Uh, Hawaii, uh, one of the things I love about living here is it's a very generous and giving environment. Uh, people are, are uh, so incredibly uh, generous and kind, I've found, that when they see a good cause, they'll really step up and support it. I've certainly seen it through our outstanding employees in the bank. So, Clint, before the break, we were talking about the various things that Central Pacific Bank is doing in the community. I know that mm -hmm. you guys are doing a lot of things. What's something else that you can share with us? Well, uh, another thing that we've initiated that we were very excited about is the Women's Business Central. This is something that the bank started to make women that own businesses to make it easier for them to do their business so that they've got a resource that they can go to to get advice so that they can find people that understand small business and, and uh, be able to get the financing and any sort of consulting they need to move their company along. And uh, women-owned businesses uh, represent the fastest-growing segment of our economy. Uh, we always think in the United States it's the big mega corporations that drive our economy, and certainly <laughs> they're obviously an extremely significant factor, but what drives it even more powerfully are just the uh, millions of small businesses that are in this country. And we think that uh, focusing on the fastest growing segment is something that is uh, very exciting, is going to help the community a lot, especially here in Hawaii where we need more diversification and uh, we, need, we need small companies that are uh, employing people, that are creating more diversified economy, uh, bringing different uh, goods to the table so that we have a more diversified economy and, and it makes us less reliant on big areas of concentration and so it's helping in that regard as well. And how about for the Chamber of Commerce? I know that you're on the board of directors for that. Mm -hmm. 
why would you be a part of something like the Chamber of Commerce? Well, the Chamber of Commerce uh, is really focused on giving the business community a voice. And it's got outstanding leadership and programs. And uh, we think uh, through uh, assisting the Chamber monetarily as well as in man hours through our employees, uh, we can make a contribution there. Uh, we think that the, the Chamber has uh, worked very hard to make sure that particularly the government of Hawaii uh, knows how business feels on key issues and they've been an effective voice. And uh, they've been able to anticipate issues that are coming up that will impact business as well. And they've got a very keen eye to growing the economy and making sure it's as healthy as it can be for businesses in Hawaii. Well, thank you so much, Clint, for joining us today on Greater Good Radio Hawaii. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio Hawaii. This show is brought to you today by Central Pacific Bank. Fiercely loyal banking.